Stephen Krutis on SAFM. Good morning, you're with SAFM. 16 minutes after 7. Well, important developments at the University of Stellenbosch. And what from the outside looks a little, to me at least, like a power struggle, which may involve transformation depending on how you look at it. Six weeks ago, the Vice-Chancellor, Professor Wim de Villiers, was accused of using his position to help two people related to his family to win places at the institution, which meant that at least one of them had received a place ahead of another student who had achieved a higher matric mark. But many people at the university supported de Villiers and appeared to say that the campaign against him was driven by people who opposed transformation. Last week, advocate Jan Hienes, who had called for de Villiers to resign, was voted out of his position as president of the university's convocation executive, while Dr. Rudy Bass, who also faced a motion of no confidence, won that, so he remains in his position. We'll speak to Dr. Bass in a moment, but first, Advocate Jan Hienes, the former president of the Convocation Executive at the University of Stellenbosch. Mr. Hienes, good morning. Good morning to you. You must be disappointed at losing the vote last week. I'm disappointed at the uh, event, um, but you know that I've actually resigned shortly afterwards, uh, although the process is not yet complete. I do not want to be accused of sour grapes. I resigned not only as president of the convocation, but also as a member of council. Um, and I want to reassure you at the outset that this has got nothing to do with resistance against transformation. That is how it's being presented for motives that are less than honorable. Okay, I'm going to come to that in a moment. You were incredibly strident in calling for de Villiers to leave his position. I remember very clearly the interview you gave us at the, at the time back in April. Do you believe you lost this vote last week because of what you said about de Villiers? No, I think the vote was lost because of the way in which the elections were handled. They were handled by by the University of Stellenbosch, who is very much a party to, to, the, to, to the whole fight or controversy. Uh, and I, it is not my recollection that I was strident when I spoke to you. In, in fact, exactly the opposite. And you started off by saying that he needs to go, that de Villiers needs to go and that he cannot remain in his position. That's my memory of it. Do you believe you were making the right call when you said that? No, of course I did, and I still do. And he's not being accused of nepotism. He actually admitted that he placed or found places for two of his cousins at the medical faculty uh, of the University of Stellenbosch, in respect of which there are 30,000 applications. That's not that I, I, may I remind you too, that that's not the only sin, quote unquote, that that I refer to. I refer to, to a number of others. Sure. Issues around language, for example, and how that was handled no. in the Human Rights Commission no. investigation. No, I refer not to that, but to the fact that uh, he approached Justice Cameron when he was a respondent in a case that served before Justice Cameron and the Constitutional Court. Uh, and while that was ongoing, and, uh, and invited him to apply for the position of Chancellor of the University of Stellenbosch. Okay. I described this in my introduction as a, possibly a struggle within the university, which may involve a fight over transformation. I chose my words very carefully. You've already, you've already suggested that it's not about that. What do you think it, it is about? I think it's about protecting uh, the, the director who is a powerful man by virtue uh, of the support that he gets from big money, uh, from the Senate, from council. And I've been trying to put brakes on him since uh, 2015, when indeed he unilaterally tried to uh, 
change the language policy. That was subsequently overturned by a court of law. Uh, that was one of the things about which uh, we have had have had differences uh, in the past. Uh, then there was the incident to which I referred you a moment ago. Uh, there are very many other incidents, and however many committees that had to be appointed to investigate charges of inappropriate conduct against the rector. But the environment has become toxic. I uh, I'm actually I feel liberated. I assure you, I do. Um, and I'm looking forward to spending time uh, dedicated to my professional life and to my family. Okay. I understand what you say. Um, it has been astonishing to me to watch this as a complete outsider, no ties to the university at all, to see how many people who are in the university, um, and a very diverse group, of, if that is important, it may be in this case, it may not, who have come out in public support of de Villiers. You say it's about big money, I suggest to you that, in fact, there is broad support, from what I can see, from the academic community at Stenbosch, in support of him. Yes, I, I didn't say big money only. I said, well, an instance of that might be Christian Visa, who actually appeared in public to lecture us on, uh, and that is the, the Convocation's Executive Committee, to lecture us on accountability. I found that. Uh, interesting to put it no higher than that. But it's not only big money, it's the Senate. Um, it's the academic staff broader than the Senate. It's obviously the administration of the university. And there are there are reasons, and some of them I understand, why they support the rector, even in the face of self-admitted nepotism conduct or nepotistic conduct. Jan Hienis, I appreciate you taking the time to speak to us. Thank you. The former president of the Convocation of the University of Stellenbosch, you with SAFM. Well, uh, Jan Hienis was the person who lost a confidence vote, but the other person who faced a confidence vote but won it is the vice president of the Convocation, Dr. Rudy Bass. Dr. Bass, good morning to you. What do you good believe? Morning, what do you believe this uh, struggle at Stellenbosch University is really about? Let me first say... Uh you know, what was for me fascinating in the process leading up to the extraordinary meeting was that there was no contest between the various parties regarding issues of nepotism. <clears throat> that was all over, all over was rejected in clear. And so my understanding, the motions here was really not about the values. This was really about how the executive committee had conducted itself in deciding on the uh, the call for the values to resign. And the issue then here is, in natural fact, you know, the issue of representation. So is it, in a sense, the best thing for an executive committee to just by itself engage in such an important question without consultation of the board membership of the convocation? Um, and, of course, the expression of the meeting was that this is not the way to go about it, but rather that there should have been deep consultation at such an important matter. And, uh, and that is fundamentally what I think the meeting uh, on Thursday had been about. The motions also indicate that. Um, yeah, so that, to my mind, is the real matter that was on the table. So the claims against Professor Wim de Villiers, and I, I, the last I heard there was an investigation underway, but from, what, from the facts that are in the public domain, and I don't think these facts are contested, the facts are that he did intervene to help two people who were related to his family. If that is the case, and if those facts are uncontested, how can he remain in office? Well, you see, the reality is that the only way that we can, in actual fact, draw conclusions 
that those facts are contested is to wait for proper procedure of the investigating committee of three um, to come up with a clear finding which they would present to council. And my whole point in reality is that to, to draw conclusions, to have findings and act on them without being involved in such an investigation is really premature. So to form opinions at this point and, and to make claims on, on what the recourse would be for an institution in such a case really is, is, is not the way to go about it. So in reality, as much as one would from um, facts in the media, as you, as you name them, draw conclusions is really not, is really not helping. Um, it's really to support the process on the one hand of proper legal procedure and on the other hand, real democracy, you know, to not act prematurely. So, you know, when the facts are shown and, and then one would come with a clear opinion on, on how the university should handle those claims. It seems to me unlikely that the facts will change. You know, it, it is, it's not like some disputes. This, he, either, he either intervened or he didn't. And there is either evidence of that or he didn't. If the facts don't change materially, I can't see how he stays on. Well, you see, at this stage, let's just keep on saying it. It, it is the fact that there is a proper uh, committee appointed to do, to do a detailed analysis and investigation and report to council. You have a former judge and Judge Lewis that investigate and lead. And so, so it seems to me that there is a valid and a legitimate process that involves uh, people that really are legitimate in terms of these processes to actually continue. And, and the, you know, one can't step away from it. One must allow those processes. If those facts be out and the findings show that there, is no, that there would be nepotism, one must demand from the council to act against the, the, the vice chancellor appropriately. And so um, there's no issue with that, as I indicate. So nepotism is wrong. It's unjust. It's unfair. It's unethical. Um, but let's just wait and see what the council uh, sees in the report, and then one can really respond properly. We've seen so many divisions at so many higher education institutions. There were two votes mm. last week. Is this damaging your university? Well, you see, the, the, uh, in my view, and this is really just my own views, I don't represent the convocation in the views that I, that I, that I offer, um, is really that the, the damage to... Um, you know, to the reputation of an institution, you know, is something that continues over time um, in various instances with various, with various issues. And as Advocate Jenner correctly indicate, you know, if there would be a pattern of such instances, you know, to have this particular incident around motions within a convocation, you know, would not in itself only contribute to. But that said, to have such a conflict within a convocation of uh, almost 230,000 alumni is never a good thing. It cannot contribute to the good reputation. But I, I, my understanding is uh, of, of both motions is that that was fundamentally also a point to say that the way we conduct ourselves as a convocation must support the institution and its reputation as an excellent institution and therefore also an excellent convocation. I think that's a fair call by members of bodies such as the convocation. Dr. Rudy Bays, thank you, Vice President of the Convocation of the University of Stellenbosch.